Welcome all of our fifth graders all the way down to our kindergartners. Let's give them a big hand for being in service today. We, uh, man, we are, we've been the last four weeks in, in here talking about the Holy Spirit. And in our last four weeks of our Kidmen or over our Hope Kids over our kindergarten through fifth grade, they've been talking about stewardship, stewardship. And, and we're going to end this, end our, end our talk together today, or end our time together talking about stewardship. And, and I was thinking about this, this word. It's a big word. And every single week when their kids, when your kids go to kids' church, they learn a big word. It's called, it's actually called the big word. And the word they learn is the word steward or the word stewardship. And I think a lot of us in here, today, you're like, I don't even use that word. That's a foreign concept to me. But God has called each one of us to all be, to all be stewards, all be stewards of, of what we have and what we own. And I was thinking about why, would in, the, why in the world would we want to be teaching kindergarten through fifth grade kids about being stewards? And I realized today as I was preparing for this is that because if we don't learn stewardship at a young age, we'll become adults who don't steward well. And uh, you, probably will, you probably have met some people or maybe you used to be a, um, used to be a person who you, you did, maybe you didn't steward well. And uh, I, Diane and I, um, about seven or eight years ago, we like got sick of being in debt. We're like, man, we are tired of being in debt. If you've ever felt that way before, I, mean, I don't want to be in debt. So we like, so man, we hate, we hate this. So we went to Diane and Zell, like, hey, we need some help. We want to be, we want to be better stewards of what we had. And it's hard to be a good steward of what we have because what we have, we don't even take a good, good chart. We don't even take a good, do a good job with what we do have. And, and so we were so sick. We're like, man, and we're, we're going to be good stewards. We're going to get out of debt. We're going to go through Dave Ramsey. We're going to do all these great things. We're going to be great stewards. And you know, we did what probably most of you guys did. We went another year in, in more debt. <laughs> we're like, we're going to get out of this debt. We're going to be better stewards of what we have. We're going we're gonna to be a good stewards of our time and our talent, our treasure. And we were like, one more year of this. And then the very next year, we're like, man, we're going to, we got to do better. We got to do better. We steward some things well, but we steward some things not so well. And if you have kids in here today, moms and dads, we, we want you to know that we think that God's given us opportunity to steward them for the hour that we have them, for the, for the time that we have them while you're over here. We want to make sure we steward them well. We want to make sure we're teaching them the things that we believe that God would want them to know. So when they get older, the Bible says train up the way they should go. That way when they get old, they won't depart from it. And so we want to teach them things that they can apply to their lives down the road. And I know for me, man, I, there's some things that I wish I would have listened to when I, my parents sent me to church. They made me go to church. I wish I would have listened more. And that way when I got older, I wouldn't have made so many mistakes. You know, I wish I would have learned about stewarding earlier on. That way when I got older, I would realize I wasn't such a terrible steward. I needed to fix that. And so the word stewardship means this, taking care of what you have because it all belongs to God. Taking care of what you have because... It all belongs to God. I've been saying this for the last few weeks, but man, it is good to know that we have a partner in God, that he partners with everything that we have, he partners with us. And so we wanna make sure we take really, really good care of what we have because everything belongs to God. So we wanna teach all these young people, hey, what you have belongs to God. The Bible teaches us this. Our memory verse in this month for our kids is Luke chapter 16, verse 10. says this, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with what? With much more. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much more. Let me read the first part of that again one more time. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with, with, with much more. How many of you guys would be okay if God wanted to give you more? How many of you would be okay with that? <laughs> yeah. Some of you guys are like, I oh, know I'm good. I'm good. I don't need any more. I'm good. Appreciate it. Like, I, 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 I'm good. I, I'm good. I believe this. I think we serve a God 
of more. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. There's this thing called prosperity gospel. And it means this, that if we do good, then God will, God will bless us. If we do good things, God will bless us. If we do more good things, God will bless us. And, and I believe that this, that God, I don't believe in a prosperity gospel, but I do believe in a prosperity God. Or I believe in a, a prosperous God. God wants to prosper you. God wants to, the Bible tells us, I want to give you an abundant life. I want to give you a full life, a life that's overflowing. And I don't know about you, but I want an overflowing life. I'll take more. God, I'll take more of everything except for more kids. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I want to make sure. I want to make sure I'm telling you the full story. Like uh, this past week, Dinah went to Vegas. She said she was on a church conference, and I believed her. And um, and she had an alibi, so I'm like, okay, I guess I got to believe her even more. And so I, I realized that this week I had those little kids, and I'm like, man, I'm I I think I got about one more day in me. Uh, my my pastor um, texted me, and my mentor said to me, hey, he texted me Thursday night, how's it going? You good? And I'm like, dude, they are in bed. It was about nine o'clock at night, eight or nine o'clock. I'm like, they're in bed and not, I can't really mess it up when they're in bed. And so like, and I've made it three days. Like I, Don will be home at 2 a.m. As long as she comes back tonight from Vegas at the church conference, then I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be okay. I, I've, I've made it. But here's what I know. I, I'll take more. If God has more for me, I want that. If God wants to bust me, I, I, I'll, I'll take that. If God wants to give me more joy in my life, I'll take more joy. If God wants to give me more peace, I'll take more peace. If God wants to give me more finances, I'll, I'll take more finances, more generosity. That's more finance for me, the more generosity for the world. And so I'll take whatever God has me. If God wants me to have more relationships, have you guys noticed on Facebook recently, they tell you how many friends that you've had, you, you gathered over the month. Some of you guys are like, no, I don't accept any friends. So I don't know. Like there's a button that says accept friend request and people actually want to be your friends. And I was telling a friend the other day, like, as a believer in Christ, you should want your following to get bigger. How else are you going to make disciples? How are you going to reach more people? If you have an opportunity to reach more people, wouldn't you want to? And so, uh, so I, I, I'll be friends. And so I love getting a, a tally. And so I, uh, how many people became my friends? I want more friends because there's more people I can tell about Jesus. And I want to tell this whole entire city about Jesus. So I'll take more people to tell more about people about Jesus. And so um, we've got to be good stewards of what we have. We, gotta, we have to believe that God has given us all all that we have. And so we looked at four bottom lines with our students. And here's our first bottom line is this. Everything belongs to God. Everything belongs to God. Our, all of my kindergarten through fifth graders, I need a little bit of help, okay? I don't know if you guys are paying attention to me or not. It doesn't matter. I'm used to your parents not paying attention to me. Um, but, I, but, I, but I hope you are. So if you're in kindergarten through fifth grade, I need your help, hope, to, to help me with this point, okay? Can you help me with this point? Can you, the girls around you, help me with this point? Can you guys help me? wherever else that they're all across. We tell me this point, okay? So we're gonna say our bottom line together and it's everything belongs to God. Just our, just our kids, okay? You ready? One, two, three. Everything. Good job, Hope. Awesome. Uh, one person, that's fine. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? It's like we can start a movement with one person. Everything belongs to God. Let's try it again. Kindergarten through fifth grade. Ready? One, two, three. Everything. Awesome. Man, if they can remember that when they get older, that's good. I know you, some of you guys are clapping because you're like, man, that's great. I'm going to make sure I remind them that later when they say, hey, give me my thing. I'm like, no, that's God's. Um, I remembered a few years ago, I was going to teach my kids that everything belongs to God. But before that, I taught them everything was mine. It all belongs to me. I'm like, that's, yeah, that, Hope's like, that's not yours. I'm like, this whole house is mine. God gave it to me. This is my house. And she's like, uh, dad, can you get me this? I'm like, I'll, get, I'll let you borrow it. It's, it's mine. Where's my tablet? It's my tablet. I'm letting you borrow it. You know, like everything belongs to me. But I realized, man, I, I was teaching my kids, believe it or not, I was teaching them bad theology because I want them to believe that everything belongs to God. I want them to know everything belongs when they get older, they won't depart from that. So I want to teach that everything belongs to God. The Bible tells us this in Psalms chapter 24, verse one. The earth is the Lord's 
and everything in it, the world and all its people belong to God. Mic drop, game over. Everything belongs to God. The Bible tells us that everything belongs to God. If that's new teaching for you today, don't be mad at me, be mad at God. Because the Bible teaches us that everything belongs to him. It just, everything belongs to God. My, my house, my car, my clothes, everything I have, it actually belongs to God. Psalms chapter 50, verse 10. All the animals of the forest are mine, and I own the cattle on a thousand hills. Basically, God's saying, it's all mine. Everything belongs, everything belongs to me. I, as I was watching the twins this week, I, they were fighting, and I go up to them, and I'm not a very smart parent, so I go up to them, like, who had it first? <laughs> and what do they say? I did. They both said that. I'm like, who do I believe? You know? So I look at them, like, I can tell which one of them looks more honest at the time. I judge them. And, um... And I and, and usually hope is the culprit. She's always stolen or taken or, or she's beat him up and taken it from, you know, that story of the Good Samaritan, the, the guy that was laying there in blood, that was Judah. And usually hope is the, Sela is the robber that came through and took all the stuff and beat him down. And that's typically how that works. But they are in there like, hey, no, that's mine. That's mine. And I'll say, well, who had it first? And they said, they both like, well, I did. It's mine. Hope and trip. I do the same exact thing with my two little kids as with my two old kids. I'm like, hey, who had it first? They're like, I did. They fight over the same charger. We got four chargers, but they fight over one. I'm like, go get one of the other ones. And so they finally, it's mine, it's mine. I think sometimes if we're not careful, we can, be, we can do the exact same thing with God. Hey God, that's mine. Hey God, that belongs to me, God. And God wants you and I to know that everything that we have, it belongs to God. Here's our second bottom line. We have to use your time wisely. You have to use your time wisely. I think sometimes kids don't really get this. So parents, adults in here today, here's your turn, okay? You're gonna help me with the bottom line. It's use your time wisely. So that's gonna be a group participation, okay? There'll be credit. The louder you are, the faster you'll get to heaven one day, okay? And so let's make sure you make sure you, if you wanna get there first, you wanna say it loud, you know what I'm saying? So use your time wisely. Ready? One, two, three. Use your time wisely. And that's hard in, in, in this day and age. You wanna know why? Because it's a lot more fun to see what everybody else is doing on social media than it is to actually be doing what we're called to be doing. And we are called to use our time wisely. Here's what James chapter four, verse 14 says this. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like a vapor, some scripture says, but this translation says this, your life is like the morning fog. It's only here for a little while and then it's gone. Your life is short. Today, Tripp and I got in the car, man, he is, he is savage about coming to church with me. This kid is like, he is not missing it. And so when my alarm goes off, I, I, I hit snooze in the morning time and Dinah's there and she's sleeping. And I, I usually, after I hit snooze, I wait a second because I can tell if Tripp is breathing in my room. <clears throat> if he's made it. I know there's, you know, I, I know there's Dinah's breathing and then there's like Judah and Sailor breathing because it's like a double type effect noise and it's kind of like, you know, dueling dragons. And, and then there's, and then there's, and Hope's never in there. Hope don't want to be around us. She's like, bro, I didn't want to go to y'all's room, you know? Like, so she's never in there. She's out of that season of life, but trip, but he, I get in there and so I, I get out, I roll out of bed, I go down there and I touch him and this is weird. My, my boys like to sleep with, with just their, um, just their shorts on. They don't, they're not into shirts. And so I reached down, I'm, I felt him and I'm like, he has a, he has a dress shirt on. I'm like, this kid's ready to go to church, man. He is, he's, he's all amped up, ready to go. And I'm like, hey, he's like, I, I just look down at him. It's a little bit lighter than all I see is his teeth. You know, it just light up. He's just like, I'm going with you, baby. You ain't leaving me today. I'm all in, you know? He's like, I'm with you, bro. Don't leave me. And so, I, um, our, but we get in the car. He's like, man, it's dark out here and it's foggy. I'm like, yeah, but later that's gonna go away. 
that's gonna go away. And that's what our life is. Our life is super, super short. If you've lived any amount of time, if you're 20, you're like, man, I'm gonna live forever because you wanna live forever. You get 30, you realize, you start going to some funerals, you start hanging out with people, you start doing life, you realize life ain't, we ain't guaranteed forever. You turn 40, you're like, man, life is not guaranteed. You turn 50, you're like, come Lord Jesus, my body's starting to fall apart. <laughs> I'm ready, Jesus. I lived an abundant life, take me home. I don't even care about my 401k. I just wanna be with you, Jesus. You know, it's like the, everything's, it's getting a little harder. You know, the dying is, is getting harder to dye the hair, you know, and it's, it, things, are, things are falling. Your body's not, it doesn't, doesn't really walk as good as it used to walk. And you're, you're trying to like lift your shoulder up, you know, and you're like, you know, get up there, you know, and move it over and shift it. Cause it's like, you're getting old. Life is short. If you've lived long enough, you've lived long enough to know, you're, you start hitting 30, you realize, man, life is short. But you're like 20, you're like, I'm gonna live forever. And then you start becoming, then you become a follower of Jesus and you start reading the Bible. You're like, man, heaven's a lot better than earth. Why would I want to be here anyways? This place is ratchet compared to heaven. I can't wait to get to be with Jesus. And you think this is our home. And so many people, we spend so much time, effort, and energy in building these nice homes and you should have a nice home. I think God wants you to have a nice home. And if you want to pray for a nice home, I'll pray there. I'll pray for that with you. And I think if you want God to bless you, I'm with that. I'm totally down with that. But here's what I want you to know is like, hey, don't spend too much time because this is just a, this is a temporary stomping grounds for you and I. We're not here forever. But while we are here, we have to use our time wisely. Psalms chapter 90, verse 12 says this, teach us to number our days so that we can gain a heart of wisdom. The psalmist said, man, teach us to number our days. We're not gonna be here forever. We're not guaranteed forever, friends. So we gotta do what God's called us to do. And what he's called us to do is, is to reach and love people, hang out with people, pour into people, use our time, use our time wisely. Use our time wisely. I saw Mark and Heather Smith. They came last night to... Um, to set up, I'm gonna to talk to them about their time, but they were late last night. I'm not judging them for it or anything, but, but I saw them post, I'm just kidding, I love them. They're some of our best dream teamers. And so I, Mark and Heather, were, Mark's, Mark's a math teacher at Olympia High School and he was teaching his kids problems. And I said, hey, tell me about you, you teaching your kid, teaching your kid um, these problems. Like, oh, I don't know, but I just know that whatever question I was giving them, it wasn't hard enough. They wanted a harder question. And so I'm like, yeah, let's, and so he's like, I had to wake up the next day. They, they, he went to bed and they, they wanted to finish this math problem the very next day. They woke up and I realized this, you gotta use our time wisely. You can never ever go wrong, moms and dad, pouring into your kids. You can never ever go wrong pouring into, into adulting. You can never go wrong pouring into people. That's a, something that you'll never, it's not a waste of time if you are gonna love people and encourage people and to lift people up. It's, it's not a bad thing. Last week we got to church and I was talking to a mom right outside the door. We, we literally walked out and she started talking to me and she was telling me about, you know, her, telling me her story, just about this much of her story. And I said, hey man, you're doing a great job and you're doing an incredible job. And, and she said, man, she started crying. She said, thank you so much. I appreciate that. She goes, I don't, I, she goes I, you don't hear a lot. You're doing a good job. You don't hear that a lot. And some of the best things you can do with your time is pour into people and love people and encourage people and hang out with people. <clears throat> I was telling uh, Greg this week that most pastors spend about 30 hours a week preparing for sermons. I want to spend 30 hours of my week hanging out with people because I think people is what matters the most. And so you can probably tell like, man, that sermon was kind of off. Well, that's because I was hanging out with people. I want to pour into people. I want to pour into people. When I'm done pouring into people, I want to pour into some more to some more people. I hate when I have to cancel something. I, we got invited to a birthday party on, on Friday night. It was a surprise birthday party for three of our guys in the dream team. I hated not being there, but I needed to pour into my family because Diane was gone for three days and my kids were there, but I want to make sure I use my time wisely. And Diane looked at me and she goes, hey, if you're going to be here, put that phone away. I said, you watch your mouth. You've been at Vegas for three days. <laughs> Let me see your camera roll, you know? And so we have to use our time. We have to use our time 
wisely. Um, we have a serve date coming up, November 18th, and um, Annie's put a lot of time and effort and energy in preparing this. And one of my highlights of our, we, we start these things called serve days, and I, I love them. And um, uh, Jeff and Rhiannon last year, like, hey, we're going to come, we're going to help. And they, they weren't even at our church yet, I think, but you guys, like, we're going to come to serve day. And, and then they came shortly around the same like, time, and, I, and they're like, hey, we're going to take our two kids, and we're going to go, and we're going to hand out bottles of water. And you can never, ever go wrong teaching your kids to serve and using their time, using their time wisely. And so I, I love that. I was loading the truck last night, yesterday for, um, for the event, and I got home and it was a little bit hot, so, I, so I'm in there loading the truck. I take my shirt off and I go out in the garage and Trip walks out behind me. He walks out there, he's got shorts on, he's got his tennis shoes on. He looks at me, he turns around, he walks back inside, takes his shirt off, comes right back outside, just like me. He's like, hey, what do I do? I'm like, stay out of the way. No, I'm just kidding, I didn't say that. I was like, what do I do? Where do I go? I'm like, here, grab that. And moms and dads, I, I'm not good at this yet, but it's like when they wanna help you, the other day I had a, a carry a six foot table to the back to the backyard so we could um, color pumpkins, which was a bad idea, but I went with it anyways. And uh, then it moved into side inside, so it went from being bad to worse. And so I grabbed the table and Trip wanted to help me and Judah wanted to help me, which that added about 20 pounds to that 20 pound table. So it's like a 40 pound table. Like I'm trying to, I'm like dragging them, and, but they want to help. And you can never ever go wrong using your time wisely if you're going to pour into people and spending time with your family and people. People is... The, the greatest thing you have in life should be people. The greatest thing you spend the most of your energy, your time, your talent, it should be, it should be people. It should be, it should be people. And so we want to use our time, we want to use our time wisely. The, I wrote on this just this past week, but the things your kids watch you do will be the things that you watch your kids do. The things that you watch your kids do will be the things that they watch you do. Those things are, those are very close. That was a tongue twister. I'm not sure why I made that up, but <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna do what, you, what they've watched you do. If, you're per, if, you've, if you've turned into a couch that burps, <laughs> they're gonna turn into a couch that burps. That's just what they're gonna be. If, you, if all you do is play video games and like that's what your kid watched you grow up and do, then your kid's gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna play video games because I saw my dad play video games. They're gonna do what you saw do. I wanna work hard. All I've ever seen was my parents work super hard and I wanna work hard. One of our core values at this church is we do work. I'm gonna work hard because I saw my parents work hard. That's all I've ever watched them do is work super, super hard. And so we're gonna do that. And I think we gotta use our time. We gotta use our time wisely. Here's the third one. We gotta use, your, we gotta use our things wisely. We gotta use our things wisely. I'll, we read that story, we heard that story on the video, Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 says this, again, the kingdom of God can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long road trip. He called together his servants and he entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last guy, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who reached the five bags of silver I'm sorry, the servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. The servant with the two bags of silver also went to work and he earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver, he dug a hole in the ground and he hid the master's money. We gotta use our things wisely. One of the things that we taught our kids this past week is if either you use it or you lose it. You use it or you lose it. I want to use all that God has for me. I want to use it for his, his good. Um, I, I love some of you guys in here today because you have, your vacation time is coming up and you got to either use that vacation time or you lose it. So some of you guys are like, I took off 14 weeks, <laughs> which says two things about you. Number one, you're a really, really hard worker. You're a really, really, really hard worker. And, um, and, and you work super, 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 super hard. That's awesome. 
but you've accrued all those hours, and now you've got to use them or you're going you're gonna to lose them. You and I are called to use our things wisely. What do you have that you could probably use it more wisely? What do you have that you probably could use it more wisely? Maybe it's your time, or maybe it's your talent, or maybe it's your treasure. Well, we all have more that we can use, use wisely. I have a friend of mine who, who owned who owned, I think he still owns a, a house on the, on the beach. And I was talking to him about doing this thing. And he's like, yeah, I mean, if you, if you want to use my house, it, a condo, it's, it's almost sold. Allegedly, I'm trying not to jinx it, but he's like, I, I think it's going to be sold. And so he's like, hey, yeah, man, we can do this. I said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this camping trip for the guys. And he's like, great, we should do that at New Smyrna. You guys can camp out out there on the beach and I'll stay in my condo. <laughs> I'm like, that's my kind of guy. I'm like, hey, as long as you save me a spot, you know, like I like to camp out in hotels. You know, that's kind of like my, we want to put a tent up in there. That's fine. But I like to camp out in, in hotel. Lee was telling me, he's like, man, I really want to get a, a pool behind camper. I'm like, why would you want to get a pool behind camper when you have a house that you could just pull up to and go into it? Like, why would you want to? Because, oh, I've always wanted one. I just, I like those. I was at a, um, and he, but these guys want to use their, use their things use their things wisely. I was at a community group last Sunday and um, I was with Dustin and Cynthia's parents. I don't see them, but man, they've had like a really, really, really bad year. Like if you were to take a picture of a bad year, it would be, um, it'd be Dustin's parents' life. And it started off Dustin's parents' life. So it started off with a, um, one of the family members on, on her side having a heart attack and then a house fire and then this and then this and they sandwiched it. She had a heart attack and then it ended with another heart attack on someone else's family. On, 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 her, on his dad's side of the family, him having to have a, sur- a stand. And, and I was talking to him about Monday night. I'm like, man, you guys have had a pretty bad year. Leave it up to me, Captain Obvious. I'm like, you guys have had a pretty tough year. And like, yeah, yeah, it's, man, we can just, we're just hoping like this year can be over. Like, we're like so excited about 2018. And then the very next day, she gets hit by a car. She gets, she gets hit by a car and, and it hits her. And she's, she's okay. And she went back to work the next day. But I, I see all this to say, I was talking to his dad. And he's like, hey, we have this camper. Like, if you ever want to use it, you can use them. I'm like, there are some things that you can rest assured I'm not going to want to use. And a camper is one of them. It's just, that's just one of them. You know what I'm saying? But I, I ain't going to a camper. Like, that's why there's Hilton. Why would I need to get a camper, you know? And, but we got to use what we have wisely. I, I saw this quote. You probably have seen it a handful of times. But we were supposed to love people, not things. We're supposed to use, use things, not people. And so many times we get this thing so backwards. We're walking around and we're using people when we should be using things. And we're not living the life that God, we're not being good stewards of what we have. God's given us great relationships. We're not even using the relationships the best way we're supposed to be using them. We gotta love people, not things. But so many times we like to love our stuff. Uh, Diana's birthday was this past week, so I'm like, I'm gonna buy her a pair of tennis shoes. And probably secretly, I just like shopping. Like, I, it's like, like, I wanted to get her a gift, but I just like shopping. Like, if you said to me, hey, I need a pair of tennis shoes, here's the money, go find them. I'll go find you the best deal ever. Like, I'll just, I will. Like, I'll try to get you two pair for the price of one. That's what I'm going to do. Like, the other day I went shop, I went, my brother took me out to, um, to dinner last week, and, and he's like, hey, I'm going to, um, I said, how much do you need for, for dinner? He's like, no, I got you. And it's always nice when your younger brother buys you dinner, you know what I'm saying? I was like, hey, I'm really, I really want to get a pair of shorts over at Dick's. I'm like, are we, are, yeah, I'm kind of like, are we done? Because I want to go next door and buy some clothes. I want to buy these shorts, you know, and so, because I figured the, the nicer my clothes, the more desire I'll have to want to go work out, you know, and then that's just kind of the way I think about it. And so he's like, I got it. you want my, I have this $20 off coupon, you want it? And I was like, no, I'm good. He's like, well, take your money. I said, take your money that you would use for dinner and, and go buy your shorts. They didn't have my size laid, but I'm going to, I'm looking for them, but. I'm sharing that with you to share this, that I think that God called you, God's called all of us in here today to use all that we have, 
the best we can use it. But a lot of times we get going in our stuff and you're kind of like me, like, I just want to, I want to consume stuff. And if you want to consume stuff, that's not a, to have stuff, I don't want you to ever, you'll never ever hear me say, if you have more stuff, that's bad. You'll, you'll never hear me say that. Because I think you should, I think if you want to have more things, that's okay. But you have to have a good balance. You have to have a good balance. I have to have a good balance. I got to make sure I'm loving people and not things. I got to make sure I'm using my things for God and not using my things or, or using people and, and not, not stewarding them well. We love people, not things. Um, and here's the last one. You got to use your money wisely. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 7 says this. This church was, um, you remember that, those, um, what are they, um, those videos that were out like spring break, gone crazy, gone wild. I forget what it was called. It was a while. It was back in the 90s when I was in high school. Sorry if that made you feel old. Um, <clears throat> gone wild. This church was wild. This church, this Corinth, this church at Corinth, they were doing stuff. You'd be like, bro, like it was a good thing they didn't have the internet because these guys were just wild. They just didn't. This church at Corinth, it was like a, they should call it, this is the word Corinthians can almost be like synonymous with the word correction because Paul's like always correcting this church. This church was wild. Now there's some things in there that are good about it, but it's just, it's a wild church. They were doing things you shouldn't be doing. They were using things. They were, they were, they were using people and, and not things, and they weren't loving people. They were just, they were, they were a mess. If you want to put a picture of a mess, that was, that was these people, this church. It was, there were some things about it that were not good. And one of the things that they didn't do well with is they didn't manage, they didn't steward well. They did a terrible job with stewarding. And so Paul addresses that to them. Paul preaches to them like, like I'm sharing the truth with you today. Paul would share these truths with them just the way I'm sharing them with you today. And here's what Paul said to them. Hey, guys. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds <clears throat> will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your own hearts how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. He says, hey, bro, you guys got to get this generosity thing. Generosity is one of our core values. He's like, you guys don't get this. It's going to mess you up. You're going to, it's going to mess you up. And here's the thing, you guys, to get more, it's weird. God's kingdom doesn't work the way our kingdom works. To get more, you don't go out and get more in God's kingdom. If you want to get more in God's kingdom, you give. That doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't make sense to most people. That's why this is a hard, that's why this is a hard subject. It doesn't make sense because like, well, we think this, to get more, we have to keep what we have. That's what we do. But God's economy does not work the way our economy works. It just doesn't. You actually have to, you have to, it's like your 401k. You got to put into it for it ever to grow. But we think, oh, I'm going to hang on to it. This one guy took this one little thing, he dug a hole and he put it underneath the house and he hid it so they were getting it. And he didn't receive any return on his investment. The owner's like, dude, give me back the dollar. I'm, you didn't use it, you lost it. Let me give it to someone else who's gonna actually do something with it. And the one with the five, he buried it and he came, he went out, he went out and used it and he stewarded well his time, his talent, his treasure. He believed it belonged to God and he came back later and he had more. And the guy with three, he used his time and his talents and his treasure wisely. And he came back more. The master's like, one year later, you doubled, that's incredible. And then there was the one who dug it and hid it, and he lost his ability. I want us to get this church. I want us to get this principle this week. I want our kids to get it. 
I want us as adults to get it. God owns everything. And if we spend our life using it for God and serving God and blessing God, there's always a return on investment with God. And it may not be financial return on investment because I'm like, well, Wes, I've stewarded Wes. I started stewarding Wes. I started stewarding. It may be that you may get a, you may get a peace that passes all understanding. You ever meet some people you're like, man, how in the world are they have it together when they were going through what they went through? There's a peace that God blessed them with that passes all understanding. Man, man, that seems like they're going through a really, really tough, that seems like they went, that's like a tragedy, Wes. You know what, that person, they've got more joy than anybody I know. They're full of joy. Man, that guy, man, I can't imagine what they, I can't, I can't, if I went through what they went through, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Man, they got a, they, that person right there, they got so much patience. God's blessed them with patience. He poured patience into them like a, like a pitcher of water. He poured it right into their heart, right into their soul, right into their mind. He's given them so much patience. We got to use all that we have wisely. But that starts with remembering that it all comes from God. If you, if you, if you give a little, you'll only reap a little. If you give a lot, the Bible says you're going to reap a lot. And they use agricultural because that was what they, that, that made sense to them. Does everything that you have belong to God? Do you recognize, do you remember the fact that everything I have belongs to God? I was talking to um, a friend of mine today and um, he bought a lake. And I've never been able to say that before, but I have a friend who bought a lake. <laughs> it just sounds cool. <clears throat> and I had lunch with this friend this weekend. It cost him, you know, all you business owners in here today, you know, whatever you buy it for, it's not what you bought it for. There's so many more things that you don't know that comes with it. Like you, you bought a condo, you're like, oh, that's not it. There's condo fees. There's things that you didn't know that you're gonna, there's more than. And so I was talking to this guy at lunch this week and he said, you know, I've been coming to this church for about six months. He goes, and I used to pat, every time something good would happen, he goes, I would pat myself on the back. But look how awesome I did. Look how incredible I did. He goes, but the last six months, I realized that there's a lot, there's something else going on out there and it ain't me. And I was like, it's God. Help me help you articulate this. <laughs> it's God. It's a three letter word. Starts with a G. It's O-D. It's God. And then he was saying, you know, I just, I believe that I'm, I'm, I'm leaving that. I'm getting that. I said, when you bought that lake, I said, now looking back, now that you know what you know, the last six months, can you see all the times where God just dropped some, pay, some, some peace in there and some, and some provision in there and some direction? He goes, bro, there were so many times where the bills were $10,000 and the bank account was only $5,000. He goes, and now I look back and I'm like, man, there was something, there must have been someone bigger playing a part in all this that I just didn't know about. I was like, God, um, it was God. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm getting it. I get it, Wes. I get it. It's God. I get it. You said that three times. And so I want us to get that. I want everyone to get that. Man, God wants to bless you. But how can he bless you with more if you're not faithful with little? I had a friend tell me this, a uh, millionaire guy. He said, Wes, he said, I'm going to give you some free advice to tell your young people. I said, tell me. I said, they all want to know. Everybody wants them to be a millionaire. So I said to him, I said, so give me the advice. I was a young, I was a young, uh, young family's pastor. He's like, I said, they all want to be rich, man. Give me some, like, how do you be rich? And he's like, oh, that's not the advice I'm going to give you. The advice I'm going to give you is this. If you don't, if you, he goes, if you can't tithe or give off 60,000, you'll never give off 600,000. I was like, dang, that's pretty powerful. I love uh, Randy and Debbie are like parents to me. I love them. 
and uh, one story that always reminds me, I talk about giving, I see Randy and Debbie here today, and I always think about this, that when Randy and Debbie first started, they would t- they, he would make Debbie, when they very, very first started, he would make Debbie take the savings to the bank. And I'm like, man, how much were you saving? He was like, sometimes it was a dollar. And, and she would say, she'll tell you like, Randy would make me take a dollar 50 to go put in our savings account. And I'm like, that's like wife abuse, you know? And, and he's like, no. And I was like, man, Randy, why'd you, a dollar 50? Like you could have saved. He goes, no, I wanted to get in the habit of giving and I want to get the habit of saving because there's gonna be one day where we're gonna have more than $1.50. But if we don't start saving $1.50, we'll never save $150 or $1,500. We just, we won't. And so he said we made a practice years and years ago. Debbie and Randy are really young. So like, it was just like a couple years ago this started, but like they just started putting away and they made it a habit. If you make a habit now, friends in here today, if you make a habit now of being generous or if you make a habit now of realizing that God owns everything, if you make that habit now, you'll be able to look back in six months and say, man, I remember when I made it a habit and man, God's done a lot in six months. Man, God's done a lot in six years. But if you don't start making a habit now of, of realizing that God owns everything and being faithful with the little, then there'll never be much more. Like, well, that's not very encouraging. It is encouraging. I'm helping you. Like, I want to set you free. Like, I want you to have more. Partner with God. He's the best partner ever. He always, you know, like they tell you, like, you know, his, God's economy never crashes. God never runs out of funds at his bank. He's, God's never insufficient funds of peace, of patience, of kindness. If you want more relationally with some, you're looking for relationships, God doesn't have a void of relationships that he wants to pour into your life. And so let's remember that God's given us everything. Let's be, let's remember that. Let's use all that we have wisely. I'm not going to tell you, if we were, if it, I'm not about religion, by the way. You guys got that. I'm not going to tell you what you should do with your time. I can give you some good things, but you got to do, you got to be faithful with your time. Wes, how much should I give? What should I give? You know what? You need to meet with God on that and let God tell you what you should be doing. And I'll just tell you this, whatever you do, just start somewhere. Like I'm giving a penny a week. Be faithful with the penny. Be, be faithful with the penny. I'm giving a dollar. Be faithful with the dollar and let God do what only he can do. Wes, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm, some of us in here, we just gotta be faithful with our time, which means this, I'm gonna commit to coming to be here at church every single Sunday. I'm gonna give God an hour, I'm gonna give God an hour and 15 minutes every single Sunday for the next two weeks. I'm gonna shoot high and if I miss low, some of us are missing low. We're missing low because we're starting low. I always try to go to the gym five days a week. That way if things go crazy, then I'm gonna miss, I'll miss short. But if I say I'm gonna go three times, something's gonna happen, I'm only gonna go once. I wanna shoot high and that way if I miss. So for me, Man, whatever you got, man, be faithful. Be faithful. Be consistent. Set a high goal if you want to. But just be faithful with it. Be consistent. And let God do what only He can do. I want to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes.